Welcome to the Agency Collective Tales with Ellie Hale, our podcast where we talk to our brilliant agency owners about all things agency life. Today on the Agency Collective Tales, I am joined by Alfie Payne from Ape Group. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No worries. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, beloved member of the Agency Collective. So first off, Alfie, I just want to hear about you and how you started your agency. How yes. was Ape born? What an interesting tale. So we are coming up to 18 months old. We were the limited company was incorporated on 14th of May 2020. That was the sort of result of me becoming a very busy freelancer. So I was at college at the time. We'd obviously gone into the pandemic a few months before and my skill set was building websites, was making good content and getting it in front of people. And I was helping local restaurants, cafes, you know, anyone that didn't need an online presence before suddenly found they needed one and it was incredibly important. So I built a website or two. So I was 17 at the time whilst I was at college. Then they started paying me for these websites, which was really rather exciting. And then all of a sudden I had more work than just I could handle and I needed other people to help, blah, blah, blah. Get stepped forward to where we are now, John 22. We're nearly 18 months old. We've worked with 80 brands across four countries. I've got five KY employees and I'm 19 and this is where we're at. What the hell was I doing with my life when I was 19? It certainly wasn't starting a bloody business. Elfie, that is flipping incredible. I must be the AC's youngest member, surely. Yeah, 100% you are. How do you find that? Obviously, you're shit hot at what you do. You've got your head screwed on. Do people discriminate against you because of your age? Do clients potentially discriminate against you? So I'd love to remind you that the 2010 Equality Act has eight protected characteristics, one of which is age, Ellie. I know my Equality Act, my friend. Don't you worry. (laughs) People have their bias. To be quite frank with you, if you've got that bias, and I'm sorry, I don't want to worry you. You know, we've worked with really quite big brands in the sense of, you know, we've worked with central London retailers, we've worked with international alcohol brands, and we've done big things. After this, I go on to a call with a government department where we're looking at an animation that we're producing for them for an infomercial. We've done big things. Young in age, but not in ambition or reach. Try not to be, no. Don't get me wrong. My first payslip came from my own company. I'd never had a job before. So when I sat down and was like, right, I need to hire some people, I was asking friends and what have you about what happens when you start a job? When you start a job, how do I onboard you? What does that really look like? I brought on my co-director, Paul. He acts as sort of chairman. I run at 100 million miles an hour and he pulls the reins in and makes sure I'm doing things in a legal way, a compliant way, in a way that's scalable and what have you. Because I left college to pursue this. I don't have a degree. I'm not at university like a lot of my friends are so there's two sides to this obviously for me as an agency owner there's building this agency which is doing quite well we've got exciting plans for the year ahead but also you're trying to build and protect my own life and and sort of 20s when they arrive in November. Crikey how do you foresee navigating that you know at a time when yeah in the early 20s late teens you're footloose and fancy free Maybe you've never had a full-time job and you are now responsible for people's mortgages, not just your... Yes, you know, that's the... That's the you know, I, I, live at, I live at home with my dad. I signed an office lease before I rented a flat. You're obviously a super bloke and you've got your head screwed on and you can see the ridiculousness of it. It's absolutely bizarre, isn't it? The pandemic was obviously... And I don't like talking about pandemic because it's a very negative thing, but it wasn't for me. It was a very positive opportunity that we presented lots of things. So between Easter 2020 and December 2020, I was also a columnist at the Times Ed, 
where I was a student because I was a student navigating the business world. I was writing about all that and that opened a load of doors and opportunities to just a network. And then you get talking and then for the first probably 12 months, if not a bit longer, all of our clients came from direct referrals. I've actually got it saved on my laptop, this sort of network of Right, well, this person referred me to here. So they did this and they did this. And I was introduced by this person. And you just get this web of your network. Of your, of your network. But it's really interesting to actually map how that got there. And oh, had I not done that, had I not had this conversation, this opportunity wouldn't have come up. That's really quite weird to look back on, isn't it? Yeah, um, my God, it must be. How do you know what to do? Like, how do you know what you're doing? So you've obviously got a business partner, but have you had a business coach? A lot of it is gut instinct, not being a dickhead. If you're not a dickhead, then you look after your staff and you look after your clients. That's the principle I live by. It's interesting because like when I was at school, for example, maths is my weakest area. I remember being sat in maths with my teacher thinking, I'm going to really struggle here. Are we going to pass this together? And now I'm sat here in a business that's doing revenue of 150 grand in two years, managing the cash flows, the VAT, the PAYE, etc., and numbers is actually one of my strongest areas I enjoy the most because you have to get good at it. You have to learn it. All the guidance and the stuff that changes with home working. And I think today is the day we're all back in the office or whatever, but you have to read it. You have to consume it. And that's how you do it. How yeah. have you gone about structuring your agency? So again, you so, have experience of the working world. So how, no. how have you gone What's about- a middle manager? What's the between a line manager and a director? A lot of stalking meet the team pages on other agencies, looking at how that does it, then looking at is that the right fit for us? So we've got a developer, a designer, an account manager slash project manager, and then a creative content creator, plus myself, plus Paul, who sits as, as chairman. So there's a lot of trial and error, certainly in that sort of beginning bit where we grabbed so much momentum so quickly. I mean, in our first quarter, we had 32 clients in three months, which was just ridiculous to have to comprehend and look at. And yeah, there were a few errors and a few mistakes and we're still making those, but it was going and looking at that structure and looking at, well, what do you actually need? I have a really interesting approach to team meetings where I don't say that every Monday at 9.30, everybody's got to be on a Zoom or in the office and we're having a meeting because unless you've got something to talk about, there's no need to actually block that time out. So what I'd rather have is one every two weeks or so that's an hour long, but is really good and really productive than saying, right, well, we have to stand up every morning at 9am and say, what we're working on, we're doing this. Because to be honest as well, we're very reactive as an agency. That was one of the things that I didn't realise. Agencies sometimes have a bit of reputation for being quite slow and this is the campaign you're doing, this is the quarterly plan. Whereas for us, and I didn't want that, that's not how I work. I'd get far too bored if that's what I was doing every day. If someone rings up and says, can we jump on this? Yeah, definitely we can. So because of that ever-moving dynamic that I tried to have, we take that sort of approach to the structure of, yes, we've got a middle manager, yes, you've got someone to report to, because also I'm part to here, there and everywhere. I get that. I wouldn't want to be managed by me, put it that way. Know, think, you've got a natural instinct just to be a good person and hire good people. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think everyone can relate right now the struggles of retaining people, of salaries, of negotiating, you know, good yeah. working, etc. And one of the things we found is just be nice. I know that sounds really overfairy, but just look after people, give them the equipment they need, the space they need, pay them well, and they'll do good work. The other thing we do is I believe really strongly that I'll get the best out of my team if you're best both personally and professionally. So we have a wellbeing coach, a lady called Dr. Emma Kell, that works with all of our staff fortnightly or monthly, depending on what the staff want for an hour to have coaching about not just work, but personal as well. So that idea of we're really trying to do that personal development as well as professional development. Amazing. Do you know also... 
as part of the agency collective, you've got access to the wellness hub. So yes, and I actually know an employee did disclose to us that they used it, which was really nice. Oh, brilliant! So yeah, really good that we have that. Have there been any massive doozies that you've made so far, or any situations where you've gone, ah, uh, I don't know, what am I doing? Yeah, there have been. I think I probably get one of those a week, to be honest. Of <laughs> They're not all massive, all oh, this is going to corrupt the business. But sometimes I sit there and think, mm, I'm not doing that again. I'm not agreeing to that deadline again. I underquoted that big thing for us was pricing. Yeah, I'll um, bet. A massive thing because everyone's in the middle of the pandemic. Nobody had any money. But at the same time, I've always believed in paying people fairly. So I actually found that I was paying my people fairly, but the business wasn't getting remunerated fairly for the deliverables it was giving. So for the first six, seven, eight months, Paul joined very shortly after this. We're underquoting this. Look at how much stress is causing yep. me because I'm having to do bits that I shouldn't be because we've got to do it in budget. I think if I was to do it again, which, you know, who knows, once I've sell this in two years' time and then do it again, I think the director's remuneration is more important than you realise perhaps when you're starting. And I get it because I don't have a mortgage. I didn't have commitments really other than a phone bill and a car each month. I can just scrape 500 quid here that'll do sort of thing mm-hmm. actually director's remuneration is quite important and that's something we're trying to resolve now so yeah. is that the plan build 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 and sell we're building out another arm of our business which is all to do with media buying and selling producing good looking content so we're repositioning slightly to be yes technical where we can build and design good websites and platforms so adding that ancillary and we're working very closely with a couple of other agencies where we're forming partnerships and I'm definitely keen to do this moving forward where actually we can, if you're, for example, a branding agency, but you don't build websites where well, we become your effectively white label website builder. Yeah, your go-to um, partner. Your go-to partner for that sort. So that's commercially on the sales strategy. That's going to be the biggest arm for us over the next year is building those partnerships. You're in the right place, mate. Definitely. That's why I'm here. Slack, especially, is a really good resource because any problems you've got, I'm just there. And I ask them and you get that peer-to-peer feedback, which is really good. Yeah, I think we've done pretty well. Like you, we've got a real low dickhead threshold. And it's just about that spirit of paying it forward, isn't it? And camaraderie, being in it together. Which makes me think, how did you know that you needed a community and network? Did you just think, I need some knowledge here or I need some agency pals? I was introduced to the agency collective by another member because he's local to me and we were out for coffee and he was saying it's a great resource. So then I did some Googling and I came across it and I thought, you know, what, actually it would be really interesting to see because my career plan pre-COVID was to become an RE teacher at secondary school, not to run an RE agency. I was going to become an ethics teacher. I don't know why. I couldn't be further apart from where How I am interesting. now. interesting. So I was sat there and I was thinking actually it'd be really good to be able to just meet and chat and see what other agency owners do and we've done a few lead shares as well and client side as well how do you handle this billing what does your service level agreement look like for web hosting just those really simple things that actually are quite useful to just bat around it'd be really interesting to meet the oldest managing director in the collective oldest in terms of age well yeah because you've got the youngest it'd be really interesting to meet the oldest and see what wisdom they've got i think there are real pluses to be lacking in experience the way that you are because you're all fearless, right? So you don't know, you have any baggage holding you back. I'm incredibly naive, and that's a really good thing <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. Because I think if you looked at what I did and what we do, how the last 18 months have gone, and then you did it again, you wouldn't do it. You would not go, <laughs> oh, that's stupid. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm having a whale of a time, and I love it. 
that it is. <laughs> on the surface, it's stupid. After you dropped out of college, that's stupid. You can't go to university. That's stupid. I remember having this great argument with my college lecturer at the time. And he was telling me, do you know what the average salary is for someone that drops out of college, doesn't get a degree? He was saying it's like 23 grand a year or something. And I turned around to him and said, do you know what our monthly turnover is of our business? It was 17 that month. So if you could tell me how that's going to compare, I'd love to know. And then he was going, yeah, but what about the VAT? Are you registered? I was, yeah, the requirement for register VAT is 85 grand a year. Of course we've registered and we've reclaimed everything we could. And so a big thing of what we do or what I want to do is support others, give the opportunity to everyone to learn commercial awareness. We find it in the staff we hire as well. If you're commercially aware, regardless of whether you're a creative or you're a campaign manager or you're an account manager or you're whatever, if you've got that commercial acumen of how a business functions, it's so helpful. In terms of hiring, Alfie, have you hired young, more inexperienced? So have you gone the other way and gone much more senior? We've got an 18-year-old, a 23-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 32-year-old, plus Paul's 50-something. So, yeah, it's a really interesting mix of people. Having technical people plus creatives in one space is just the best thing ever because you get like the staff party at Christmas. We had such a dynamic of different personalities. Everyone enjoys it. Everyone's just got different ways of working, but they enjoy it the way it is. We made use of the Kickstart scheme to hire two of our staff. Brilliant. Where they had paid placements for six months. Obviously, they're now full-time employees, which is great. Oh, how wonderful. But that was a great stepping stone for us as a business as well, because actually it gave us six months worth of runway to be effectively putting their salary in savings. So that, mm-hmm. that was great. Tom off the Kickstart scheme got a first-class degree in animation from Kingston Uni, but graduated at the wrong time, just couldn't find a job. So we've got some absolute gems in the business and well done you. it really excites me all of the time. So just to finish up on our episode of the podcast, can you just tell me what you think your number one lesson has been or your number one tip for anyone maybe thinking of taking the leap and starting an agency? Think of your commercials. First and foremost, what do you want? What do you as the future agency owner, what do you want and how are you going to get there? Is it that you want a business that works for you or are you prepared to work for it very relentlessly for two years? Or do you want something that is to fit around the school run? Because nothing is wrong with what you want because it's what you want. Be clear on what you want and then the business's objectives will fall around that. Great advice. Amazing. Alfie, it's been an absolute joy chatting to you. No worries. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, stay in touch, and if you like what you hear, find out more at theagencycollective.co.uk.